Daily. <sighs> Early broadcast for 2014. Happy New Year, people. This is the one-on-one segment with the coach. We have a very special guest to kick off the new year. Uh, DJ Jazzy Joyce is in the place with us today. Hello, world. That's her. Yes, I'm honored to be here and excited about this interview. Oh, yeah. Same, and definitely... Um, feeling is mutual on this side you know we've um you know we've been exposed to your work you know from young people all the way you know through till today you know so anybody who's followed the art followed the music especially from the 80s time frame all the way up to now whatever you're following you know your name has been involved some sort of way so it's definitely good to have you up here good to see you good to know you out here doing your thing i'm still out here still out here still fighting doing what you do so um Let's start with that as a matter of fact. You know, um, usually when we format a show, you know, we look for some current work that a particular artist is doing. And we notice that, you know, in addition to some of the production work that you've done in the past, you got some recent credit and some some up and coming artists and some current artists that you've been working with as well. So if you could tell the people maybe, you know, um, one of the main artists that you work with and we'll kind of go down the line from there. And, you know, um, let's talk about producing their records. And I have, you know, just a few questions I'd like to ask. Okay. Um, the most current and recent and present situation that I have going on right now uh, that I produced is a record called I Love It. Okay. Um, by Vane and myself, I'm featured on there with my little ad lib. That's what's up, okay. His, his vocal, uh, vocal delivery. And um, it's something that I'm excited about because I've been trying to produce for... Believe it or not, just as long as I've been DJing. Okay. Because um, um, I still have my MPC 60 to give you an idea of how long and how sincerely. Right. I still have my 950. Right. My 2500. I have a 2000, not the 2000. The Akai is the 950, though, right? Yes. Yes, an Akai yeah. 950, the MPC 60. And what's the third piece? Uh, t- uh, I have two 2500s. I have the special edition white one. Right. And the black one. The Got original it. original black one. And then I have a 2000. Got it. Not the XL, but the 2000. But the 2000. Yes. So, okay. th- But that's just to give a timeline of how long I seriously have been pursuing this part of right. my creativity. Right. So, um, Especially mentioning the Akai piece because that you had to be around to know to use that Akai piece. That 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 was a lot of people snapped their fingers to records that were produced using that machine, but it's not something you hear a lot of producers obviously using today. But right, right. That, that that was that was working with us. We was working with that yes. <laughs> a minute ago. We was making some things with that. Exactly. You know? they, they don't but, have the longevity. So right. But that it's um I mention it as a mile marker to get people to understand like uh, this is not something that I just started right. recently. So um and then um. I collaborated with Nina B on a project. Uh, we did an entire mixtape called... The title of the mixtape is uh, Titles Are Played Out. Okay. And, um, you know, uh, one of the premier singles off the project, because I produced the entire project oh, okay. with, with that, with her, is um, this single called How Y'all Want It. There's a video shot by Scenario. I don't know if... If, if our listeners are with him. But <laughs> we'll look him up. Yes, yeah, yeah, so you can Google all of this. All of these things that I'm mentioning are out on the net, so you can see it. And um, the Support the I Love It single. That would be nice. Go to iTunes, watch the video. And with him, uh, Vane and myself are touring in support of the single. So, so, okay. Um, and 
there's so many other things too. going on, but that's yeah. the main one. Yeah. Let's stay on the production aspect for a minute. Like you mentioned some of your weapons of choice that you've collected through the years. I'm just curious to know when you're in the studio these days, you know, what are you using to create? Um, the machine. I love the machine. I really love the machine. I've had the machine now for, I'd say about, oh, I, I had it two years before its popularity. Okay. And how I acquired it was um, when I do the Tools of War uh, DJ series in the summertime. We DJ in the parks, like. Um, if you're familiar with, with heard of it. you know, when they have the park jams all over New York. Or right, so right. Tools of War is the premier organization that uh, just organizes that and puts that on every summer. And, um, the, you know, there's no money involved, but the options are, you know, different pieces of equipment. Got it. As a compensation. Which, by the way, uh, people always just wanting everything for free. You have to do and give something. So I chose to take the machine. No one had heard of it. No one, no one, everybody was like, ah, they passed up on it. They went for the other things like the mixers that were available. Right at the time. And I, yeah, I, I chose to take that and I, I had a two-year jump on it mm. before its popularity. Wow. Now it's, 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 um, a piece that is, uh, I'm sure, used by many producers as well as the new MP3. I mean, MPC. Um, that's. Uh, they have what they have a. I don't want to misquote it, but I think I know what you're talking about as far as the new MPC pieces that are out now right. and how they interface with software and so on and so Absolutely. forth. And they have like you know more of a built-in. St- I mean, most of the manufacturers mm-hmm. are trying to come up to speed. It seems like. I mean, dealing with. Um, you know, computer-based, um, I guess you don't even really call it a sound module, but, you know, com- computer, you know what I mean? It's not really a sound module, but dealing with software that provides sound, rhythm, whatever have you, so much that you can do inside software now. Manufacturers that kind of hang their hat on hardware pieces have to find ways to still stay competitive with equipment. Exactly, or else you lose in a race. That's with anything. Yeah. Anything you do. Anything you do, you must remain relevant and always know the technology right or else you lose you lose footage you see some of the seasoned and mature djs fall by the wayside because Mm -hmm. they you know were apprehensive when technology started speeding up right and everything like i was i was even a jump on that like before the serato really kicked in i was already on cds like i had already started being like yo this is something's happening let me start to move towards right make sure yeah my biggest fear was like will i still be able to rock a party because you're so used to the ritual of the digging in the crates and Mm -hmm. having your crates set up a certain way so it was a matter of how am i going to set up these mp3s a certain way in in a similar mindset of my preparation of how i set up my crates and everything and um, I remember my first party that I did in March 2112. Okay. I wound up standing up on the table. It was so crazy because now I can stand on the table and do something crazy and the needle not jump. Right, so I went, right. I went, woo, because they was throwing money off the balcony yeah. going crazy. Yeah. I was like, I'm witch. Yeah. What? <laughs> we here. I'm stopping the record. I'm like, hold up. <laughs> Do it all tight, 
like, Word. this is it. So, you know what I mean? So, if you don't keep up or just keep up with the... Sorry, that was just an excited moment, though. But, you know, if you don't keep up with technology, you're going to lose footage yep. and you're going to feel like, oh, Lord. Uh, Where it, it am becomes I? overwhelming. Right. And I remember when I first started messing with computers, I was apprehensive. Right, right. So now, and that was back then when it wasn't even all of this information that you had to figure out how to do this and do that and admitting this and understanding that. And right. The social networking and like, email. <laughs> and like if, if you didn't start from the early this stuff right here make you be like look i may not use any type of uh drugs or anything right. but i mean i mean i may need some i need some help for this because right? this, this is, is crazy and you know taking it all in and it's okay because you kept up to date you know and we see your work and to be honest, you know, some of the new technology opens up the door for us to continue to get younger people involved. Right. So it's the net, you know, it, it kind of keeps us in the mind state of let's keep reaching and pulling because I need help. Right. You know, and they're, you know, the younger generation, they'll, you know, some of the technology is second nature to them. Right. Because you know, they, so, they came into this life. Right. This is all they know. So, of course. It's much easier for their younger mind to grasp. Right. But when I when I speak, I'm speaking of people who, like I said, in their maturity, shied away, and then now they're trying to jump into it because everything is geared around having to go to the computer at some point. Exactly. And then go ahead and take that deep breath and dive in and do it. It just can be overwhelming and a headache. But one of the things that I was told a long time ago was. Joyce, it's not going to break. The computer is not going to break. Right, so. right. That's a good way to look at it. And yeah. if you have your information backed up, um, you know, that helps out. You know, that helps you put your mind at ease as well. Because if something goes wrong, at least you have all your data backed up. And it's interesting. I'm thinking, as you were talking about DJs who were reluctant to switch over to digital formats, whether that be the CD or whether that be, you know, DJ software like Serato. And mm -hmm. you're kind of, you know, using files to spin. Um you also had engineers that were reluctant, I remember, to switch over to the Pro Tools platform. And a lot of engineers lost work because mm. they were used to analog recording, which is fine, you know, used to analog recording. But the studios had already invested in Pro Tools. The artists were expecting it. And then those engineers who didn't really pick up the skills quick enough or they were reluctant, you're not getting work. Right. The new not young getting cat, work. The new young cat, you yeah. know, comes in and he's like, yeah. And ideally, speaking of engineering, I mean, ideally, if, you know, in a perfect world, I would like to see more of a marriage of that. Because I don't know if you noticed that, but what I noticed on the engineering side is that you have engineers that are basically for, you know, that are basically, you know, door engineers, Pro Tools engineers. If we're talking... Um, you know, how frequencies operate, low ends, this and that, what is re what's really compression, how do we apply delay, so on and so forth. Some of that information is a little sketchy. Right, but speaking of the marriage, some of the greatest engineers present day are the ones who have the knowledge from the past because they have that understanding of what the sounds used to sound like and the warmth and the processes that they would use back then mm -hmm. so now the marriage comes with having that wealth of knowledge bringing it forward with the modern technology if you can find a person who has the combined 
information and skills. Right. And that person, you have an excellent engineer because they know how to use the, the modern technologies and bring a sense of balance to the sonic tone because sometimes when there's just someone who just knows the technological side, right, right. they're mixing uh, preference and direction seems to be different. Their choices of uh, what they use right. to, to put textures, codings, right. is different. Right. Whereas someone who has the, path, the, the information and the knowledge from the past seem to um, texturize the sound with a little more warmth. Right, right. So y'all, y'all that makes a lot of sense, you know, you know what I mean, and that that, that 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 says a lot. A person that has that experience and that knowledge to marry both worlds and then make decisions in the studio, you know, to come out with the best product. That says a lot. So if you're an engineer and you're a producer out there, you heard it from DJ Jazzy Joyce. Yes. You know, take you know, grab that knowledge, grab some of that knowledge from the past, marry it up with some of the technical expertise and the technology that's available, and go in the studio and make something good. Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. make some good things. Exactly. Um, we're gonna go to a break right now. I think yes. we jump into a video. Okay. Um, this is uh, actually one of the artists that you produce. So um, people. What are we get into? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Diggable planets. That's the words I'm getting from my producer. So that's what right. we're jumping into now. And when we come back, we'll talk about that whole experience. Let's do it. All right. Yo, by the way, before we go much further, Knicks beat the Heat last night, 102-92. Uh, uh, now, now that's what's up. Uh, <laughs> now that's what's up. It's, it's all sports and entertainment. Yeah, well, it was pretty Nick. entertaining last night for us Knicks fans. We were having a hard season, man. A hard, hard season. Yeah. But we got a little relief last night, man. Shout out to the team. I'm, I'm just like, in my lifetime, I would like to see them win a championship. You may not see that. No, that's so disheartening. No, no, no. There's enough money here. Do you well, know what I mean? There's enough bread, and we've already showed that. The Knicks organization will cut the check to bring people and hire whatever, whatever, but, you know, I'll, I'll just put it like this. And most people, professional sports, they talk about they talk about it all the time. When you have a winning organization, and this does not just apply to sports, so we could take this point and expand it, but when you have a winning a winning team, it's 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 a result of a winning organization at every level right the back end the back house everything the the ownership the the general manager everything the 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 trainers it's the whole culture of an organization that pushes it towards success sports teams are businesses and in the business world you know these are things that we talk about that lead to success when people are focused on the same goal moving accordingly making the smart decisions you know to move forward and get closer to that goal right when we get that like we champs at every level right. then we may be a little closer and I'll, you know we'll leave it at that yeah, but you know i can relate because imagine if uh my situation on the way here was cohesive right it's a prime example of right. everybody, when you pass the baton, you know, everybody is in one accord. Have so it makes be. everything move fluently. And then when it starts really moving, it's like, 
<laughs> we rocking. We moving. Yeah. So that's what it is. Yeah. But before we went too far, I wanted to um, talk a little bit about diggable planets. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember them from the mid '90s time frame. Right. Um, and when I look at the videos and I think about the group, it always reminds me of a time when the music had a little bit more balance in it, and you saw some people doing some different things that maybe you didn't attribute to hip hop or whatever have you. But it all painted a, a beautiful, colorful picture as far as the culture is concerned. Right. Um, talk to us about Diggable since we watched the video. Um, behind the scenes, we were talking a little bit about their production style and how they put their records together. Right. So if you could share that with the people. Hence, hence the reason why um, I wound up being on the record that you just saw, which was um, Knife Wonder. Um, I, I have, I had, because I recently got rid of it, uh, an extensive record collection. And from the days of when I was um, under the whole Herbie Lovebug camp, Herbie and I used to debate and argue a lot because he was mad because I wouldn't just let him get access to whatever he wanted to sample. Because remember, his catalog is based on a lot of samples. Mm-hmm. He would be angry. Not angry. I wouldn't say angry. But he would—he did—he was like, you got the record. Why I got to go spend $20 or $25 for whatever record that he wanted? I'm right. like... We got to work something out here. So coming from that whole back and forth and fight, I came into that situation with him, uh, with the diggable coins. And Ish wanted the record that I used to scratch on it. Because when you hear the scratching, that's me. Just like on It's My Beat, that's me. Sweet Trio, that's me. Like records that I get on our scratch or whatever. So I, I worked out a situation like, okay, I'm not going to charge you. I don't want anything for for the use of the record. I would like to be able to scratch on the record and um if 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 you like everything and the way it went down, right. can I be in a video? So it was like I I levied that little piece and then Everything came out great, and then I wound up being their tour DJ. That's what's up. Which um, was one of the most phenomenal experiences that I had as a tour DJ. I've been a tour DJ for several other artists, but that experience was one of the greatest because every instrument that you heard on their production and the music that they did there was it, it was a live band so there was a three piece horn section the wow. upright bass player or if it was a song where he needed the regular bass the drummer the keyboard myself mm. so every element of a record we recreated it really live and to hear that it was and that was pre Serato's era so it was always a fight and I really had to go to rehearsal because we always had to figure out where to position me on the stage in terms of the feedback from the drummer so that the record wouldn't skip mm, and live perform- That's so right. That, you know, it was painstaking. Now, with Serato, you could place me anywhere. Because, right, right. You know, it's, it's different. So those, those I forget, those the, the, the record that gives the tone, the time sync record. I guess there's no jumping or no, nothing involved with that. It doesn't matter. Um, if I was actually to do, if I was actually a tour DJ at this point, my preference is the CDJs. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't even, I just was like, no more vinyl? No more. Okay. That's for me. That's okay. for me. And I, my, my club style of when I play in the club because I incorporate the whole Uptown talk and swag or right. whatever. 
it's like I just love it to be able to I'm I don't slam but I I have a finesse with you know yeah uh right unless so right to, right you know, right to stop, to, instead of holding the headphones trying to <laughs> oh, nah I'm going to use right it. right you're not slamming like biz but you you're not right. doing the biz but you know what I'm saying? You kind of getting it going. We getting right. it going. We right. in, we out. We getting it going. Right. So right. I use the technology to my advantage in that sense. And let me ask a question. You obviously have experience with producing records that ultimately were on vinyl and then spinning those records as a DJ. Um, you have experience as a DJ in spinning CDs, right? CDJs, right? Mm-hmm. So for people that don't know, when you're talking about CDJs, you're talking about spinning CDs. Right. Um, and Still then, with the Serato technology. Right. Now, and then I was going to ask, you, obviously another option is straight Serato where you're um, manipulating files, music files that are saved on your hard drive. MP3 is right. usually, right? Right, yeah. That's... With the CDJs, that's you still same thing. I guess yeah, you could yeah. do it. So I would, I'm just curious. Do you find any difference, or you know, is is there a difference in sonic quality between spinning records, spinning CDs, like spinning CDs? I say through a CDJ, and then spinning files, you know, using Serato, you know, like spinning MP3. Uh, absolutely. There's uh, vinyl has a warmer tone okay. to it, so it almost sounds uh, terrible if. You have a setup, whereas everything is tweaked and, and pitched to accommodate the MP3s and and how they are they sound right. modern time and modern day. And then you put on a record, an actual piece of vinyl, it may sound disgusting to some right. people because sonically it's just warmer and deeper and darker. Right, it is. But it doesn't mean that it's bad. It's just. Everyone's ear is accustomed to the new sound, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but there is a difference, definitely. Okay. Well, yeah, I, you know, DJs will say that people have their preferences, and it seems to be, you know, people are willing to sacrifice maybe some of the things they like about certain quality um, for convenience. Um, you know, we've talked to DJs that talk about, all right, well, I, you know, I love Serato. I don't want to carry anything around. I have all of my files on the drive, all of my crates and folders are organized. And, you know, I'm fine with that. The most that I'll do is I'll try to use the highest quality audio files that I can. Right. Um, which is oxymoron if you're using MP3s. For people that don't know, MP3s aren't really the best quality for audio out there. It's just the most convenient and easiest to email and send over the web. Right. But um, like you said, we've grown Wave, accustomed to it. AI, AIFF, just different, right. higher, higher um, format, higher resolution, resolution formats. Wave is one of those. That's CD quality, so on and so forth. There was one that I thought that was going to become popular with DJs, and um, I haven't heard much about it. Um, it was um, it was a format called FLAC, F-L-A-C, and it was a free lossless audio codec. That's what FLAC stood for. So it was an audio file mm-hmm. that you can still compress like an MP3, but you had no loss in quality. Wow. And I they didn't have a lot of players. It was one of those things. You didn't have a lot of players for it. No one know, hey, oh, what is that over there? That's yeah. crazy over there. Hey, Napster's doing what it's doing. Then iTunes and the MP3 became the way to go. But for DJs, this is just a jewel for you if you are a, a DJ or a producer that are, that wants to work with high-quality audio files when you're doing your work. There are other formats to work with that are superior to MP3. That's the jewel to take away. Right, definitely. Yeah, you know. There's always a lot of hidden jewels here on live. 
hip-hop dance. <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah. You know, so... Um, but yeah, that um, you know, that's that's good to know. Also, like you said, Diggle was out there you doing some live instrumentation. Not a dirty word, you know. There's nothing wrong with learning how you know to play an instrument. You know what I mean? And it makes better producers. And probably just knowing sound and everything aid you on the on the um on the DJ side. No, I was out in that experience. I was actually the DJ. I right. Didn't, um, in terms of producing, uh, just I've been taught a lot. Through Casey King of Chill, he if you're familiar with him, he he definitely sharpened my my tools right. on on um just a lot of stuff. And there was some early people in my life that had some influence right. on the foundation of producing. Uh, Raheem from the Furious Five, he was very prolific with the MPC sixty back in the day. Really? Yeah. So he he was the one he actually told me the basics over the phone, like how to how you sample, how you do this, and then I just took it from there back then. Right. You know? So I get the basic processes of I'm hands on. I'm not I'll go to the manual after if I get stuck. Right. But I like just hands on, step by step figuring out everything and then once I know the process that's it now the creativity comes pouring in I'm like oh this is how I do this oh I can make this do this oh let me see how I can right. tweak that let me push this how far can this can I tweak that then that oh ooh, can, oh this, this is used for this oh let me see if I can put this in there how would that sound that's what's da, up da, 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 da. So that's the process. No, that sounds about right. Mixing and matching and experimenting and moving. That's hip-hop. Think about it. You know what I mean? Improvisation, trying, figuring it out. If it didn't quite, well, don't worry about it. Do it this way then. We'll figure it. You know, it's developing art and still developing. You know, still developing. Production style is still developing. Right. And um, having said that, I was thinking, I was wondering if you ever pull out any of the old pieces, you know, when, you, you know, when you're working or producing something. I'd be right. curious to hear something that um, had drums in it from the 60s, just, you know, just to hear oh, it and see, it, you know um, what I'm saying, or you sample something through the 60s, just, just to see I how would, it sounds. I would like to do that because the bit rate is so much dirtier mm -hmm. and grittier, and it's like when you listen to those records, those hip-hop classics that were produced with machines like that, that had those similar bit rates. Right. It's like there was not a bunch of layers of stuff. It was just very sparse, hard hitting right. stuff, and it just sounds so. It film if if you can imagine it in a sense of like I'm, I'm illustrating it in a physical, invisible sense. It's like the warmth, the, all right. of that space that that one sound would fill right. up. Boom. Right. Versus now, with all of this stuff, you have to kind of layer and find and mix and match to get that same. Right, that same depth or that same feel of the music, especially with lows. Yeah, but it's still not even accomplished no. because yeah, there's low end tones and stuff that sounds really rich and fantastic, but that those those sounds and those machines definitely um, are probably the secret sauce to some of the great producers today. They won't tell you that, I, and I wouldn't be surprised at that. I would not be surprised at that because, you know, the more things change, the more they say, stay the same. And for people that have access to these tools and 
you gotta remember they may have been um you know they may be producing the day but they were influenced by something that already happened so right. you know that influence in the subconscious could come back so we'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back from break okay what are we getting into now well so we're gonna queue up another video of course um oh yeah i picked rich homie kwan as just a representation of the the new young talents right. that I I um I observe and I have a respect for his grind and I like his song I like his whole style his mm-hmm. presentation mm-hmm. his story his grind and, everything yeah so I just pick him no you know that's it like I put my stamp on like, <laughs> no, no other rhyme or reason yeah and like, that's okay that's it, yeah. <laughs> you can just like the record yeah. coming up next Rich Homie Kwong live hip hop daily one on one with the coach DJ Jazzy Joyce. <laughs> Back on live hip hop daily one on one with the coach and our special guest, the first of 2014, DJ Jazzy Joyce. Yes, I'm honored to be. That's a good place. That's a good place. Yeah, you because know? you know you can be caught somewhere in the middle and no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> Record at the end of the year, no one's everybody's yeah. planning where they're going. Twisted. Exactly. You're not so. interested in nothing that happened just now. I'm going to the such and such. Uh, yeah, you know. This is a good thing. I'm, I'm feeling like. Um, the 14 is going to be a good year for a lot of people because I think, you know, a lot of our young people, old people, everybody, people of color especially, we um, tend to, a lot, I think the universe is skating around what's happening and there's a lot of, lot of things going on yeah. that are painful yeah. and, and destructive but, and, and music heals. Yeah. So with that means No, you hit it a lot. I mean, we had a spiritualist as a guest on our show, comes out of the culture. He's a culturalist, a culturalist. He's an actor. He's a graffiti artist. And um, out of Staten Island, shout to Gano Grills. And, you know, at the end of our interview, we talked a little bit about that, about some of the changes that are going on around us on certain levels that obviously you can't see, but are affecting your life. Can see. Yeah, they're affecting our life. We're in a we're in a state of change right now on certain levels. And, um, you know, you see certain things happen in your life, certain things going on around you. You may not really Lost, be sure what's going on exactly. Changes, yeah. The gentrification. Yeah. The economic uh, suffocation. Um, I can't even imagine, you know, as a, as a mature person, I can uh, make an assessment and see clearly so many things what's going on. It hurts me. So imagine a young person they feel in this pressure and this hurt and this everything but they don't even have an inkling of how everything is connected and how certain powers that be put certain laws and, and things in place to try to uh, make changes to their advantage, right, right. and be and and you know it's economics, economic warfare, weather warfare, psychological warfare, food warfare. Uh, um, but and that's just me sc- scraping lightly on it. But no, you hit on a lot. You know, when you talk about economic warfare, oh, that's and, you the know, major. and we that's talk about major. a minority of people in the world, one percent point, you know, you know, half a percent controlling, you know, upwards of seventy-five, upwards of eighty-five percent of the world's wealth. You know, you, it makes you wonder, we, you know, what's really going on around you. 
No, it makes me wonder why our forefathers didn't really tell the truth so that we could have better strategized and prepared because you know, there's everybody else seems to be in that mind frame of this is what you got to do. There's certain disciplines and sacrifices you have to make because in the past, these many people have been lost. Right. These many people. Like, the one thing that's like the biggest elephant in the room to me is all of the murdering of mm-hmm. our people, mm-hmm. whether it be uh, from our own people doing mm-hmm. it or mm-hmm. just from situations that just go away. Right. But, I mean, you know, it's it's... Is a lot to be said, and you know, I'll, I'll piggyback a little bit off the point about you know sharing that information and preparing the next generations. I mean, in all fairness, you know, our, our particular history, melanated people's history on, on, in this particular land, is a history you know that it was once a peaceful time, but it's, it, it incorporates a lot of war. You know, you're talking about people that have come in this land and and basically conquered the land. You know, there's already civilization here. There's already flag here. Yeah, of course, there's already a nation here. And you have people that come over here and say, well, look, we want this land and we're willing to kill, fight, and whatever for it. And they're doing it. And they're still doing it. Right, because there's no one who has been able to wake up the minds to make the comparison and show them the warlike stances just because, you know, um... We have we're sort of desensitized from our own inner community violence. Right. You not really understanding that there's another form of violence being perpetuated upon you as well. And then think of leadership. I mean, when you do have leadership that does rise to the top and say, "Look, this is what you guys need to know." History shows, yeah, history shows you what happens to them. They kill. So you know, you have to ask yourself. You know, that you know, there are people that have come down the pipeline to give us information. You know, and there's numerous ones that we can name. You know what I mean? And, you know, there have been movements in the country and in the Caribbean and on the continent, you know, for freedom easily for the last 50 years. And then, you know, depending on how far you want to go back, we could discuss it. But you you said the right word when you talk about war and warfare. And it's taken us a while, you know, to, to understand, you know, some of the forces that are operating around us. And figure out how to move forward. You gotta remember, we didn't all in this modern era, we will even talk in the modern era, the last maybe two thousand years or so, you know, you're not starting everybody's not starting from the same point. Some of, of us course. are starting from under the boot, some of us are starting from yo, we got bread already. And we trying to go to a new land and figure out how to triple this bread. And then there's certain parts of this game that we like to your point, we still have to gain um, a better understanding or overstanding of. And one of those concepts, and we, we don't have to go too far, but one of these concepts I'll leave in this conversation is competition for resources in this world. You know, let's understand that there's no more land being built. We right. say it as a yeah. joke, but it's real. It's real. You know, we 75% of the surface is covered by water. Most of that is uncharted, and we can't use it for certain things with our modern, you know, technology. So, you know, we're kind of stuck there. So there becomes a real... There is a, 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 a worldwide push over hundreds of years to secure resources for your family, nation, empire, etc. That be land, yeah. oil, right. clean water, right. clean air, right. and a place to build, you know, neighborhood, community, mm-hmm. town, city, nation. And it's going down. It is. And we're being Still. pushed and 
move to yeah. the side yeah, again. And they're, and they're patiently waiting for certain things because they too scared to come in the hood and face you niggas. Yeah. Can we curse? Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> so, you know, they rather just wait for you to self-destruct via the drugs and the violence and then they'll just come in and right. take and, it. And it's going to be, you know, let's, let's, let, let me say this maybe to add a layer to it. The same people that was doing it then is doing it now. The same type of people and some of the same families. The people that actually, you know, the people, let's use Harlem as an example. We always use Harlem as this, you know, this huge example of modern gentrification. Shout to Washington, D.C. because, you know, D.C. changed up a lot. Um, U Street and all that changed up a lot. So it's like um, when we talk about that and we talk about that gentrification and you look at some of the people that have taken advantage of those opportunities to move into these these renovated areas, you're like, y'all are not really part of the initial plan. You're the ones that benefit from it. But there are people who are real estate barons, who are land barons, who are land grabbers that specialize in this because they know how to make the money out of it. Right. You know, so... Those people who are positioning themselves now don't even view themselves as a pawn. Right. But they are a pawn as well. Right. Because they'll allow you to come in and be brave and endure the faces of black guys in the hood and do whatever, whatever. And then they're going to come down and swoop down and get you out of there. Right, right. Now, now, I'm glad you said that because I never really thought about it like this. How I describe it is this. When Cindy brings home Jamal, something is going to change. Because if you move there today, no, 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 no. let me just finish the thought. If I move, if we move there today, we're 28 to 35 years old pursuing a career. Now we mature, get married, some children come into the mix, right? We still on 145th Street, Amsterdam Avenue. But we got kids now. So what has to happen? We need quality daycare. We need a quality school to send them to. Things is going to start looking a little different. Because just because you arrived don't mean the problem's left. That, no, they know that. Right? When I see that, I was like, ooh, y'all want to go ahead? I was like <laughs> thinking, I was like, girl, when you start getting that black dick, yeah. you're going to get them black problems. Word. You think it's all cute with Word. Jordans and all that stuff? If you think this is it's television. Struggle. Right. This is not you, television. We you, have real problems in our community. But see, black people know how to be poor and look cute. So you thinking it's all good right. coming down in here and they probably like, this is some bullshit. Believe me. I want out. Because <laughs> they're going to be old. You're going to be about 50, 55. You don't, you don't move through your career. The whole the 15 minute commute isn't the sexiest thing in your life no more. Listen. But now you have a daughter and she brings home yo when she brings Jamal home Listen Malik Malik you going to be like wait a minute we moved here but we don't interact no, with no. the people but that live here She's seen that penis and she's like mommy <laughs> The daughter, Cindy. Cindy, Cindy seen it. Baby Cindy. And, and before she see, before the, the, the normal sexual attraction up close, right? She done seen LL and Fifty with no shirt on. And all of the Idris Elba. But then you know she see everybody who rocks it. It's also a part of a plan too because they want to. I believe that you know they wanted to. The mixing, the mixing, because you got to think, I'm going to jump back to when I was a young girl. Okay. And I went over to London in the 80s, and I was DJing with Bambada. We were over there. 
um, I was 17, um, and <laughs> baby Cindy, yeah. Um, when I was over there, I was like, because this is the 80s, so we still got Fight the Power and all of these messages right, right. in the music. Now, are y'all catching the gems? So, you know, I'm over there, and I'm socializing with the, the black people, and over there, and I'm like, y'all mixed race? Y'all do this over here? That's what y'all do? Y'all not mad? Y'all think this is cool? But I was young. I didn't like, really we didn't understand. Know. I'm from the Bronx, too, so I didn't, I didn't understand what was going on just in California. Right, but this. Yeah, I was like, yo, I must, I must, yo, I don't, I don't, I, I must have got something mixed up, yeah. But when you think about it, this is, this is what I'm about to say. Must I'm listening. Be heavy to some people, like you know, when we look at those commercials where they, you know, they're basically starving out all the black people in right, Africa, right, right, and all of these things with the AIDS and it is. So we can't even go over there and help them because we over here, we can't hardly help ourselves. Right, right, right. And then they introduced the, you know, all of the. The distractions to them as right, well. So right. the elite black that are over there are no longer there. That is probably a generation of blacks that uh, are rebelling against the traditions. You do have that when you talk to different people from African countries, younger people that are involved with hip hop. That that's a dynamic on how to express who they are and how they see things versus the two generations before them. Coming out of colonialism, some have fought for freedom, some are still fighting, whatever have you. Because on the continent, there's various dynamics in in relation to colonialism and how their modern cities and societies develop. Now, look at this. Uh, um, we're going to get back to the music. And the, let me say this real quick. You notice how certain... And I, I, I hope that, you know, whoever's listening or watching can take the content and know that... You know, it's just speaking out of observation. It's not out of hate or just anything. It's just, right. it's there. It's, right. We feel it. It's, you see it going on. But here's an example. The Indians, how they don't mix outside their race or else. There's certain races that still to this day, they will cut you off. Period. They, Asians are great they, for it. They're a homogenous Asian. race in their country. In right. Japan and in China, it's basically a homogenous race. We don't, there's, yeah, there's, there's we don't mix, mix up here. Yeah. So... You know, they have their agenda, their plan, and right. their focus. We have, we seem to be the only ones that are just still partying without any agenda or focus or discipline or idea of something that we... We cannot only be known for just bottles and stuff. Like, what are we known for? What else are we known for? We right. can look at... You can look at a piece of product and be like, made in China. You know they know they're known for something. And they're also known for having a Chinese restaurant probably in every hood right. that has been a reverse ATM for years. They don't eat it and they don't put banks in our communities. They don't wear anything fly so you can't gauge. You don't see a Rolex or a Breitling or a Hubert to right. gauge, oh, they got this or this. They will still wear the same flip-flops and white t-shirts, come into the community and act like they don't speak English for more than 10 years and then change the block, give the block over yep. to the next family. Yep. But you know what I'm... And, and I, 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 I'm 
find that fascinating. You still speaking like hi, ho, hi, hi for over ten years. But now let's talk. Let's get now. Let's 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 keep discussing that. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, uh, we got a we got about a minute left. Well, so we'll okay. jump to the next video. Um, yeah. And then we'll we'll pick that up where we left off, and there'll there'll just be something I'll add to that because it's interesting when we look at some of the other races in the modern era. We'll give them credit for not what people will call mixing. But let me tell you something. For the Asian to look like they look today, they did the mixing a thousand years ago, 2,000, 5,000, 6,000, 10,000 years ago. And there's a reason today why they don't do it. And we'll talk about that when we come back. One-on-one with the coach, DJ yeah, Jazzy George. This is, this is the song I produced. I love it. By myself and Vane. Check it out, y'all. On the one-on-one segment, the first one of 2014, here with DJ Jazzy Joyce. Yes, 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 yes. chopping it, breaking it down. Thank you. Talking about your career, (laughs) talking about production, talking about life, talking about the universe, talking about the world. Uh, Before we went to that uh, last video, we were talking a little bit about some of the challenges that we have as people, especially the ones that live here in this country, and kind of cleaning up ourselves and moving forward, you know, in relation to some of the other ethnicities that have, you know... (laughs) come to this country and been able to gain a foothold economically and socially. Um, so it's def- what you said um, is definitely true. You know, we do have things that we need to get over as a people that um, we can almost take a cue from or that we notice in other ethnicities that we, you know, that would work kind of for us. Um, just one of the quick points that I wanted to make is oftentimes, you know, when we evaluate some of the other ethnicities in the modern era, you know, we may forget or we may not give ourselves certain credit that we deserve. You know, people have come through their struggle. You know, the way it looks today is not the way it may have looked a couple of hundred years ago. So, you know, people come through their struggle. And then as far as... supposed to get better. Right. And this is one of the challenges that we have. I mean, it's all known that there, you know, there have been concerted and are concerted efforts to keep us where we are, where with other people, you know, those, they might not be that fight. You know, they may not be that fight, but with us, there's a fight to kind of keep us in position. And, you know, um, let's give a big shout out to, to all the people who are progressive, you know, who are, you know, spending time with their nieces, nephews, you know, sons and daughters trying to teach lessons, who are reaching out to the youth investing. in the schools and yeah. investing. So there are a lot of people out there that are doing that. Shout to all the educators, the mentors, the parents, the aunts, the uncles, the ones that are dealing with the youth, taking care of the elderly. You know, let's give, you know, let's give them some credit as yes. well because they definitely are out there. Absolutely. And then, somebody, you know. Somebody implement a program that can get some computers to the youth. And there are programs like that. that. It's funny you said that because we deal with Apple technology here. Apple has a program called the Seed Program, um, and they may still have that in effect. I'd have to double check. But, of course, there's commerce involved. But Apple used to have a department where... If you had an organization, school, um, whatever it was, they would, and, you know, you would fill out this little application or whatever it was, and they would what was called seed you with equipment, like give you stuff to get your lab, your computer lab or whatever started. Okay. The, 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 the reason being was they wanted you to be an ongoing Apple customer, so they gave you some, you know, gave you something to kind of get you, get you started. It's no right. different from the drug block. Right. Yo, I was going to say that. Yeah, I was going to say that, but I was going to try to leave that alone. Don't you try to say that. They... they <laughs> took a lot of the systematic structures and disciplines from the hustle, the very hustle of the common drug dealer yeah. from the hood. 
and they implement them in business plans. It is true because you got to remember we weren't as bringing that up. We weren't always the main ones selling what people call illicit drugs in this country. Oh yeah, no. If you have people that are in the um, talk to your elders that are in that like sixty-five year old, seventy-five year old time frame, and they got some interesting talk stories about those men that used to whisper in their father's ear and their uncle's ear in South and North Carolina about boy, I got a way for you to make some extra money. So those stories don't when you're watching your little gangland and your little whatever you're watching they're not really giving it to you for what it is but this the reality is, is we was recruited this is oh, hey we was recruited. recruited this is a great time because uh you can still find someone that picked cotton you know in terms of this timeline right now trying mm-hmm. to get stories i know they try to discourage people from communicating with each other I mean oh we young right and all of that but this you can find someone to get some of the really truths about that era slavery because you know and and there's modern day sla- slavery going on now absolutely disguised with uh, some of the many jewels that we've mentioned throughout <laughs> this dialogue and yep. then, you know you have someone such as myself who lived through I'm, I'm using myself as an example. I saw an industry come from nothing and go into a billion dollar business, billion million dollar industry, and I always metaphorically compare it to an a, a, a elephant in Africa. When you see it on its side, from we're looking at it from this side, and you see it, you know it's dead already. Right. But you know, you just see the skin over here, and so they've stolen the tusk already. And when you walk around to the other side, it's just an empty carcass. It's gone. Everything, oh. is, everything is just barren. It's, it's, they've taken all of what they wanted to take from it and just left it on the side of the road. It's like an art form, once again, that um, was started from minorities. And now you need a, a, almost $100,000 just to try to break an artist. And that, yeah. that, yeah. But it's all business. It's not. It's not personal. It's really? business. It's all business, and, it's and you know, all you you it but, makes you appreciate the humble beginnings. And you know, there needs. I mean, there hopefully there'll be another element of that because we say it's all business, but there are other lines of business that don't cannibalize. That doesn't cannibalize itself, and we seem to have some issue where. You know, we throw away the older ones and we welcome the young ones and the middle ones are in limbo and we but not forget certain it's things. It's because we're control. not in control. Exactly. We're not in control. And then, do you know who's in control of sports and entertainment and everything? I don't know. I used to think I knew, but I'm not so sure sometimes, man. I used to think I knew because I could spit out one or two words that would generalize, but now sometimes I don't think I'm, I don't know if I know as much as I thought. Because... Of the way people front, of how they represent other interests that have money, power, influence, and don't want to be seen. So sometimes I just wonder. But you mentioned it. This is ballooned into, you know, a billion-dollar industry worldwide. You know, breaking an artist is a lot different economically than it was in the past. And, you know, that reminds us of some of the challenges that artists face with radio right now. I know you're a veteran of radio, you know, mix show DJ. You know, you've been involved with different shows you know, speaking of that, you know, how do you, you know, how do you feel about that? I mean, the way radio, the way, the, what it costs to break an artist, you know, and the way radio seems to be centered around a collection of artists for an extended period of time and other music that deserves a play is not getting, a, you know, a, a ear. I mean, how do you feel about that? Where do we go with that one? I mean, 
they finally um, gotten a sense of a stranglehold on controlling everything because, you know, with the internet and all of that money just gone, that money, that revenue is gone. There's, there's no more, all of those record companies and everything. So now this system in place, even with the worldwide net out there, they've strategized and, and they locked it down to this point because they need a sense of control so they can uh, get back to controlling the streams of income so right. that's what that that's what the major lockdown is right for because they need you know they need to get a foothold recalibrate we yeah. got to figure it out and i mean it, it makes a lot of sense we you always know. just say when you're talking about these huge corporations meaning the record labels you know, because mostly even the smaller labels that we may be familiar with are part of larger systems, especially as the years went on. Mm -hmm. You know, we saw the, you know, we, in hip hop, we saw the demise of the true independent, you know, label early on. Then right. you had a few that survived, whether it be a Tommy Boy or Profile, you know, include Def Jam in there with their dealings with CBS Columbia, then on to, uh, you know, uh, Universal and whatever. You know, the deals changed, but, you know, they started with that independent spirit and just putting out their own records. And we've seen that change. And like you said, with technology, like we were talking about uh, earlier, yeah. you know, some of the, the uh, bigger labels, the, the bigger corporations have been slow to adjust. And it's basically almost put them in the grave. So, right, um, so it's been drastic and they've taken some fairly drastic measures to try to gain their control back. And I guess this is the tug of war because we want our creative freedom. We want to make bread. We want to be involved with that decision making process, too, especially being especially within with a musical form that we basically created right. you know from different parts of course we didn't create anything from scratch this is you know taking a piece from here but then adding an the element to it and combining it in a way that before then hadn't really been seen exactly you um, know so um you're right it is that fight for control and it's our fight to try to get that back a little bit and um you know like i said radio is is a is a, is a battleground right now really trying to break an artist get records played you know but my 15 years on, on Hot 97, I, I didn't take payola. So oh, okay. any of my choices that I made, it was because I really, you know, I took the time to make a, de a decision as a tastemaker, as an elite DJ, say, this is hot. This is hot. And some of the artists who um, were able to uh, come through, squeeze through, with people such as myself right. who were not governed solely by the system. Got it. You know, uh, they miss people like me now. So there was no PD to say, we got to play this? Um, in the beginning, state, remember, I was on the, the radio station for 15 years, so I had an extended stay. The average person gets about a seven-year run. Mm. Because, you know, they want you at your prime of your age and you're just everything. Right. So, and it's, you know, because I was one of the pioneers of the whole culture and everything, and they didn't really, that that was, the 15 years, I guess, was part of the adjustment. Like, they're trying to figure out what's what, how we Right, right, it. right. And, um, you know, I'll repeat the question. You again. was up there for 15, 15 years, and did you have a, a program director oh, or a music it, director that was telling you what to play? The, the early stages, uh you know, were a large sense of freedom right. for for the mix show because they didn't care about the mix show. Remember when mix show came on, it wasn't really the money hours. It wasn't the time. So they put you, the mix shows on late and then that's where you had that little area of freedom to to get in these new new ideas and right. stuff. 
And then once that stuff starts making its way into power positions, they like, wait, hold up. Right. Hold up. Right. We got to close that door. You know what I mean? So um, it's just a matter of over time, things, the doors slowly closed and the control Right. became implemented and it right. was like a resistance and in, in, in your soul like this is why because now cause, you know and now it's basically here's what you need to play figure out how to make it seem like we didn't <laughs> so, make you yeah, play yeah that. yeah yeah <laughs> throw some Am hot I? sauce and put some butter on the record man <laughs> uh, uh, you know it's, it's very it's small windows of opportunity right 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 and it always makes me think what does the future hold for us you know i mean does you know does the industry the way we know it implode and you know we kind of pick up the pieces and you know go back to what we were doing as far as being the heads of creativity and pushing forward in that manner or Mm -hmm. you know do the corporations continue to uh when we say corporations that's record label that's broadcasting company whatever you want a technology company you know do they continue to try to tighten up the grip until they figure out how they can monetize it, you know, in a way that's most beneficial. And it's probably the latter. I mean, you know, let's be clear. Corporations are here to generate profit for shareholders. It's not, this is not about creativity, hip-hop culture, the streets. Yo, we keep it funky. Those buzzwords don't exist in that world. Right. You know, so all. it's profitability. It's, you know, shareholder wealth. Those are, the buzz, those are the buzzwords that take hold in that world. Right. And having said that, what I like to offer people getting in is learn as much about the corporate sector in the industry and how the industry operates as you possibly can because the good old days are just that right yeah um i think you know there'll be small windows created for platforms that are um that will be available for artists right there'll be someone who create a platform, someone, because look at all of the, the leaders that came and created some type of right, right, right. Every turn of the century, right, or just all of these changes. So someone will think of something, and then they might get bought out at some point. Right. But you know, while it's popping, if he he or she creates a window, and it's a platform that's not uh, controlled majorly, right. And, but it's a good. Uh, platform because what it is is someone credible needs to make something and it, and the, the the one place that I think they have the wide open ground is the internet right like that's the one place that you can kind of create that window of opportunity and, right. and, and control and, and and be the helping hand to help exploit people who don't necessarily have the monetary means of right. dumping into the machine right. but they they have the talent and then later that that platform whoever makes it could be a a conduit to okay this is your tra- tunnel of transition like sort of Harriet Tubman yeah mm. into into the machine so like you said before you get catapulted into that and overwhelmed at it learn it you have to and in and, and, and learning that, you can it will help you understand everything. If you yep. want to be, if you want to do a restaurant, if you want to do clothing, if you want to do, you want to become an athlete, you want to do cars, you want to do 
nail salon. You want to do anything. Just understanding economics, economics, mm-hmm. and world economics. Um, and then studying it, don't let the third eye truths scare the mess out of right, you. Right, 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 right. Because, you know, once you understand that, you're like... Now what? Oh my God! They do this. Yeah, that's a big that? wall to climb. Yeah, you, yeah. you run into some big walls. You find yourself yeah. looking up, but you got to remember that wall is probably not even really there in the same sense you think. Right. So, but every day is a big wall struggle. Yeah, exactly. Every day, I know. I understand what you young people. I'm speaking to the young people right now, in the hood or wherever. Like, I've had the blessings to go a lot of places. Uh, because I gave of my art and myself and mm-hmm. I was by the grace of God I found courage right you know you know to just go and try and right. it hurts me it's disheartening when there's people in the hoods that haven't even been outside a 20 mile radius of where they live like there's some people in New Jersey uh, North Jersey who's never even just been the great adventures or the Jersey Shore or, you know, they don't know the process of what it's about to travel and get your passport and just, there's a world out there and, you know, you need to be encouraged to experience it. And with that being said, just start small, see something right. and have faith, hope and and plan and drive towards it and you'll have a sense of accomplishment. Right. And um, just don't give up on on your dream. Just try, try. There's not even somebody telling people to try. I can understand like there's this sense of dismalness, right? You know, because of your situation. When we talked about, like, it takes courage just to have to go to the elevator because you don't even know if the bully down the hall. Is going to bother you before you even get, get to the to, elevator. Yeah. From the elevator, you got to go to the store. And then if it's a young lady who she's, you know, the the food's got her popping out right. at young age. So she got this, that, right. breast, whatever. So she has to deal with the same thing as young men. Going to the corner store. All of, the, all of these right. things that people don't talk about that young people have to deal with just to go, just to make it to the train station. From the right. train, you gotta, it's the fight. It's the this, this the that. Right. So, just, you know, it's not enough time to get into all of that, but um, just know that you're not alone right. in understanding what you feel and the apprehensions, but you need to be brave and pray and and push right. and learn and explore and help. And it's interesting too because when I hear you say some of those things, it reminds me of the spirit that this music and this culture put into us at early ages. And it makes me really think about how when you change the music, the sonic quality of it, the content, oh. the lyrics, right. how it looks, what does that do for I'm a in, young impressionable person? Not to cut you off, but I was in the train on the train platform and I heard somebody like you know how he has the headphones and it's like the words that are coming out of his mouth is like fuck <laughs> did uh, and it's not the record that but it was just other it, yeah. it was not it wasn't the future record I don't want to but it was just like I was like yo they don't understand that the, it's a programming you're being programmed so it's repetition and it's like 
you, you know, the things that we may sing about or we were singing about was like not that. Right. So much destruction. So it's like we don't realize, we don't realize sometimes until it's too late. The, the cause and effect. Yeah, it's true. You keep putting that, you're listening to, listening to yeah, it, saying where, it over and over again. Balance? You may where's not. Why? Where's the, where's the, even if it's a record telling you, listen, I'm going I'm to use some profanity right now. I'm grown. So even if it's like, I, I tease Vane. I tell, I tell him, not teasing, but we talk about a lot of things. And I say, you know, I want to do a talk show or do a talk to tour called, um, let me talk to you hoes and let me holler at you hoes. Right, 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 like, right, right, you know right, what I'm saying? Sit down and fix your makeup tour. Anything because when you think about it, um, the the disparaging number of you know single parent homes yes. and all of these, yes. all of that stuff we could touch on. You know, with the incarceration mm-hmm. and the homosexuality mm-hmm. stuff and just all those type of things that break up the the nucleus and the family. Right. And just the death, the the killings, the everything. Right. Who are the leaders, and what the leaders are the females. So black women, y'all need to get it together. You understand? Mm. Because you can't keep looking at everything else and everything because you're raising these sons and daughters in a certain way. You see? Right. The first you, teacher. The woman the, is the, the first, first teacher. She's the first teacher. If she was breastfeeding, it's the ch- child's first voice that they're hearing from the time they connected to the Absolutely. woman and everything. So she's like, sit, stay, no, up, down, uh, uh. So you young men, when you, you know, before you put it in her, she was ratchet. So she's going to teach your baby how to be ratchet. Right. So it's just because she's pregnant doesn't all of a sudden enlighten her and make her a better woman. <laughs> If she was dirty and messy before she got pregnant, that's who she is. So maybe you want to hold it and hold out and court the one you would really like to see raise your child if she is representing herself mm-hmm. in a manner where she's going to teach her child right. to be that. And it, so, and it would be good if, 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 you know, this is what I call uh, two sides of the same coin because it's difficult to point at issues, you know, you know, with a woman and, and, and issues that need to be improved on, on without indicting the man as well. That's the way I look at it. When no, I look I at a woman and say, you know, women need to do X, it's true. Everything no, you said, I'm, I'm speaking, co-signing. I'm speaking on the system in place that's definitely... Just right, right. And that's, and that's what, what it's left, it's, the it's woman level, as the leader. It's levels to this shit. <laughs> well, yeah, you, I, you know, you... And that and that's what I was going to get at because yeah. you got to sometimes you know look at us about the decisions we make sometimes. Right. Someone made a quote and I'll say it here because it it, it's, it kind of fits into what we are discussing at this moment. Mm-hmm. Consider this: character is what you do in the dark. So away from everybody watching you, away from friends, family, when you're by yourself or whatever, and there's no eyes, you know, unless you want to stay on a spiritual level, but physically there's no eyes. Your true character is what you do during those times. And a lot that's why I say we got a lot to learn and we have a lot of maturity because sometimes, oftentimes, the worst parts of our character, the lustful parts of our character, the irresponsible parts of our character come out at those pivotal moments in the dark. Right, and it be- I apologize for cutting, but Sorry. there's so many things that are deeper on a deeper level with the food and just the, the stuff that's 
you know, getting yeah. those yeah. stimulating that yeah. overstimulating that yeah. that chakra. I'm gonna say it. Yeah. And you know a lot going on with that mentally yeah. and physically based on what you ingest yeah, in the food. food and what you watching and listening food. to it when media. you eat better you feel better when you feel better you act better when you act better you feel better and all of those things you think and you function better yeah so if you know it look into it it's all there it's right there for you it's it's not a lot of the stuff right now is not as hidden as it was in the libraries <laughs> it's all out there so, you know, but the thing about it is, I think that it's so harsh that it's like they can't believe that sometimes the bad is so done right in your face. Well, that- yeah, and sugar and salt is better than vinegar, you know what I mean? So a lot of times the music that you're listening to the, you know, and the, and the entertainment is affecting you sometimes in an adverse way. But, you know, hypersex and hyperviolence is which, you know, we react to. You know, like we react to sugar and salt. It's not necessarily good for our bodies, but if you, you know, put a bunch of sugar on something, we think it tastes good. If you put a bunch of salt on something, we think it tastes it's good. Better. But physiologically, it's destroying your body. You know what I mean? So even though, you know, the young people, we say these things to them, and some of it they may already know. But let's remember, if they go home and turn on the TV or they listen to the music, whatever genre they choose at this point, then there's other forces working against them to turn them into that person who may be not as confident as they should because the music and the media is giving them an image that they can't match. match right. Maybe they're not as knowledgeable as they should be because instead of spending time learning X, Y, and Z, they're being dumbed down through media. But there's so many examples of badness. I mean, we, do, we, 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 we went far with all of this. If you want, we can swing back to the music if you have any well, more music because you know, I don't want... I don't, you know. Let's I do love, that. Let's... I love what we. I love what we're talking about, and it's like, you know, there's not enough time for us to really. Get we'll bring you back. We'll bring that. back, and I we'll have a special session. Yeah, so we can really get it. But you know, the music is 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 connected in its own way. But we'll get back to some specifics because the music comes from us. Remember, we created this from scratch. So what's in us is going to come out in our creations, and if we don't get a handle on our thoughts and what's in us then we'll have some serious issues on what's coming out of us with this music. So, you know, but back to some of the things that we talked about, you know, um, I really, you know, when we were talking about the corporations and radio, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, Masters of the Mix and how that whole relationship formed. Uh, do we have enough time for that? And, and, and um, really quick and briefly, Scratch was um, behind... Well, he was, I had management at the time. Right. And Master of the Mix was reaching out to, you know, the cast. And they had in mind who they thought would be deserving of being a part of the first season. Right. And long story short, my management at the time let me know what was going on. And I was reluctant. And, and uh, Scratch, a conversation with Scratch really let me know. And feel comfortable like we weren't going to be misrepresented. Understood. And look, uh, look like buffoons or whatever. And that was, long story short, he was the one who definitely had the conversation that persuaded me and made me feel comfortable to be a part of it. And it's just one of those many choices that I've made throughout my career that is excellent. It's like, I've, and when you look at, you know, I have these things that I've done. Um, when you look at my choices, I've made choices to align myself in situations that were winning. 
Right. Because, you know, I could have made choices that never made mile markers, that never made any effect or never uh, just stood out. Like, I could have not went to the movie Juice and been in scene in the the DJ battle scene. Right, right, right. I could have chose not to be a part of that. I could have chose not to be a part of helping and supporting Webstar by bringing my goddaughter because I knew that was a kid's song. Right. When you say I was in the video, like, you know, naming some of my video um, cameos. Right. I could have not been a part of making the record in 85 with Sweet Tea. Classic. You know, and how we came together was because she was dating Joe Ski Love at the time and he's from the Bronx and we lived in, right. I lived in Park Chester as well so you know I could have lived somewhere else and that never happened you understand what I'm saying shout out to the chest Park Chester exactly wow yeah but it's like making those choices to collaborate with things that stuck and made nice marks yeah. so I mean yeah. that's a jewel in itself you know that's a jewel in itself. Because decision-making is not guaranteed. Good decision-making is not guaranteed. Right. I made a bad decision earlier today, obviously. That one didn't quite work out, right? That, was, that right. didn't work out. But hindsight is twenty twenty. Because if you think about when you was first trying to make the decision, you were trying to help somebody. You see what I'm saying? And that's what, that's the unforeseen things that people don't realize, like, that there are people who constantly, even in their climb, to try to sustain themselves and maintain, they still be trying. And sometimes you yeah. gotta be like, no. <laughs> no. You're gonna pull me down, bitch. Ooh, yeah. you got, that's the decision. That's part of the decision. Right. Like, and that's why sometimes after a while, you know, you have these individuals who we know to be cool and down to earth, but sometimes you can't get to them because right. they are tired of extending themselves to people who have no sense of value of time. And right. It's true. Get that business tight, man. Handle your business out there. Handle it the right way so people want to work with you, you know. And that goes for all of us, you know. So just keep that in mind. That's definitely a jewel no matter what part of entertainment you decide to, you know, pursue or what business world you're in or whatever. You know, like you said, people are working with us. They expect you to hold up your end of the bargain. Make sure you do that. That's real deal. I don't know what it is that I've said or done that made you decide to want to have me here, but I thank you for reaching out to my management. Okay. Uh, music committee family. Good. Um, hit me up at um, bookingjazzyjoyce at gmail.com. Hit me on Twitter mm-hmm. at djjazzyjoyce. Hit me on Instagram at jazzyjoyce. Mm-hmm. And Facebook at djjazzyjoyce. And, um... Find can, you. Yeah, find me and yeah. we, we get it in. We out here. We promoting the single. Don't forget, go to iTunes, watch the video, but go to iTunes. The name of the single is I Love It, produced by myself and featuring it's Vane's record. I produced it for him and I'm featured on it or whatever. There you go. I we do. Y'all worked on it together. You yes. on there. The fingerprint, the footprint is there. Yes, definitely. And shouts out to all the DJs around the nation who have been spending it. We've been on the charts uh, in over 30 markets for some time. And, that, okay. and I told Vane that the other day. I said, Vane, we're really doing great because you got to understand we're, com- we're um, 
competing against records that have a lot of money behind. Right, them. right. And we're still charting, so that's that's a blessing. Yeah, let's let's uh, maybe you want to you know come through and let's talk about the record. Bring Vane up, and oh. you know what I'm saying. We I can bet. you know kick it. Maybe when you have something coming out, or if you just want to come, let people know what the moves are, where they can find. You know, just let them air it out. And um, that would be my pleasure. He's a great uh, conversation and a, a talented artist, and I'm. I'm appreciative and honored that he took the t- the chance to work with me because I was asking. A lot of people out here think that someone such as myself who has longevity and a brand that is noted and known, they think things come easy or that I don't have to knock on the door right. and ask and try. But I ask and I try and I ask and I try and I keep trying and until something uh, manifests itself that works. And this is just one of the situations where I just didn't give up. Don't 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 think I don't get discouraged. I do. But right. you know, when things like this come together, it makes me glad that I didn't stop trying. So um it was an honor and a pleasure to build and, and talk with you. Um because uh some some people who do interviews it's like frustrating. Like, did you do anything? Do you have any intellectual properties going uh, oh, on? Oh yeah, that uh, man, we're talking in circles. <laughs> Just talking about nonsense in a circle. I appreciate the compliment. So, um, and we, you know, we're definitely glad you came through as well. So, you know, we'll wrap this segment up. And, um, you know, once again, thanks for coming through. Thank and if there's anything, any closing words or remarks you want to say to the young people, to DJs, to anybody out there in earshot or who will be, you know, watching this, let it loose. Um, first and foremost, if, um, if anything that I've done in terms of on the radio or in a club, if I if I made you feel good, and you listened and supported or whatever. I thank you and I and um, young people out there who are trying to DJ or become an artist understand that you you have a, a responsibility and you have a, if you have if you're talented enough to have a gift that people gravitate and support you and listen. Make conscious choices to understand that you you have people listening. And try to just do your best at it. Take care of your equipment. Take care of your health. Uh, because without those things, you have nothing. Um, and if you have any questions, hit me. Especially, I'm really active on Twitter. And if I can help, I'll be honest. You may not like the truth. <laughs> but I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> Everybody needs to be an artist, but you know, it's try. Yeah, you know, it's true. It's true. Study, research. (laughs) Butter. Nah, man. Like, that's not good for you. (laughs) Eat some fruits and vegetables. You know? Get some agua. (laughs) You know? Yes, it is. <laughs> in my in my maturity, I've learned to be a little uh, a, a little more eloquent with my presentation of something that may not be as sweet tasting. Understood. Because you have to understand the intellect, the intellectual properties that I displayed in this interview have always been there. Just like you've always been a bright child, I'm sure. 
We all are who we are. We've when been we that. When we came here, yeah. yeah. So, true. you know, in the height of it, I didn't understand the greatness and, right. and everything. So I may have came off a little harsh at times at a certain part of my life, but that I was ignorant to just everything that is... That is... Made you. Yes. Everything that is, that, that, is, that exists. Yeah, yeah, so, you know... And what I, that means... And I apologize if I've offended you in trying to tell you something and I wasn't nice about it. Because <laughs> I know, I, you know, there's a lot of people that be like, oh, fuck that bitch. Right. Because they still remember how I made them feel. See, somebody will, you can forget what they said, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Right. You right. See? It's true. So I was making them feel, I was making people feel good with what I do as far as the music, but... As a person, I just, I like and I love myself a lot better now. Good. You know, and there's some great things in the works. They might, I'm, I might be touching down on reality reality TV. With, Let us I'm, know. Yeah. We got to know that we can tell people to look for you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, why I'm, not? I'm going to be, I'm, um, I'll probably be dating someone interesting. Like, it's probably going to be some shocking stuff coming out. And I'm looking forward to, like I said, 2014. Right, right. So, don't tell us too much. You ain't got to too much. Don't even tell us too much. Don't tell us too much. We'll wait till it comes and then we go and check it out. Yeah. Either way, much success. Do your thing. Get it while the getting's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? And once again, we thank you for coming through. Thank you. Coach K. Yes. Closing out the first 2014 one-on-one -on -one segment with DJ Jazzy Joyce. Yes. Live hip-hop daily. Check for us. Peace. All right. Peace. Thank you. Yeah. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.